are back with Ronica, the host of What's Next with Ronica, where she talks to former college student athletes who excelled on the field and now are excelling in sports entertainment. You got a chance to speak to my boy Cam Ellsbury. He's just a, a big old teddy bear, but he's <laughs> so much more than that. And I think uh, you had a lot to learn from us, someone who played at a lower level than a Power mm. Five conference. So what was that about? Uh, it was about, you know, I always say um, being at a school like Oregon and being D1 in general, we're so spoiled. Um, and you just get used to it every day because it's your life and you experience it and you don't even realize how spoiled you are. And so talking to someone who's made it out and has been, like D2 is nothing bad either, but people speak a little lower on them because they're not D1. So hearing his experience and he said, if anything, that just, he has to work a lot harder because he didn't have all of the resources we did when it comes to um, academics and um, all of the people connected to your D1 college. And so he had to work and he went to a really small school in the middle of nowhere. And so instead of, you know, just going there playing football, he went and he got two degrees and did all these extracurricular activities. I was like, you did, you were a DJ, you were in a musical, you you were an anchor, you were a host, like what? Like, how did you find all this time? He's like, when you don't have anything to do, like finding time, he wanted to do as much as he could while he was in college. Like you, I think you completed that goal because your list on his website, you guys can go and look at it, is extensive. <laughs> so that was really cool to see. And then also his journey, he's moved all around the world or all around the U.S., but then also to Brazil and seeing like jobs going one or the other and just being willing to move and be willing to make those changes um, speaks for itself. He's a hard worker and he's determined to get to the top. I think, you know, we like to give spotlight to those that may not have a spotlight a lot. And as a young black male, in today's society you know we want to make sure that they feel loved too but I also am always impressed by how someone like him surprises people and their journey maybe people don't expect it was there something that you learned from Cam or about Cam that you're like oh okay <laughs> um him he didn't really have on his, his LinkedIn profile his jobs before he got to the NFL and with ESPN and the ACC and he was like I was working in the plus size department at Macy's the women's plus size department at Macy's before and I was like okay like and then him having to go to Brazil he was supposed to he took a year off and then he went to go play in Brazil there but the league got canceled I'm like you I I couldn't imagine taking a year off of my sport and then wanting to go back like I don't it's not something I feel like you could just jump into so I was like okay and then you're at Macy's and then he had his resume. He was, I mean, he has two degrees and gets an internship with NFL. And then from there he has like all these job offers. But I think starting out, it, him and SA both spoke to it, that gap year, which a lot of student athletes could be um, disappointed by where they're not having a job right away. Like they really learn about themselves. Um, you become a people person. SA was in sales, was at, Carmax and he is in Macy's like working in sales getting to talk to a bunch of different people and it just helps you to where you are now where you're gonna have to work for a 
for people from all around the nation, from all different backgrounds. So I think it's a benefit, but it's definitely shocking to hear in the beginning. Like, how can someone who has made it so far have started so small? Yeah. Well, I think there's going to be a lot for people to learn from Cam, especially on just like how to put yourself out there and shoot your shot in a different mm-hmm. in a different sense. And I think we both can agree that Cam has had a journey that a lot more people can relate to maybe when it yeah. comes to, you know, there's only so many power five student athletes who start their career, you know, a lot of them are going to be um, those division two, II, division three student athletes who focused um, a lot more on their extracurricular activities. And now they're like, okay, now what? So um, here is Cam and his what's next journey with Ronica. Hi. What's up? How are you? I am well. I'm well. How you doing? Doing good. I feel like my phone's falling off. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you got your Instagram back. I way. know, I know, man. That spam was killing me. It was killing me. the hackers. I, yeah, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> but when we get started, you went to St. Joseph's College and you were four-year letter winner. But outside of sports, you participated in so many extracurricular activities. When I was reading your website, it was like musical, DJ, anchor, host, like all these different things. And you said you wanted to experience as many, you want to get as much experience as many different things as possible. Why was that a goal for you? I think uh, what my school was, was in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, cornfields, nothing to do. It was a struggle. So it kind of, me and a lot of my friends took advantage of that because, because there's less people and less things to do now. I felt like I can get my hands involved in everything. So it was like, hey, all right, we have parties. I like music. I'm going to this party anyway. Let me DJ. I can mm-hmm. earn some extra money. And when I say DJ, it was literally iTunes sound up, Windows Media Player down, and would just go like that. And, <laughs> and but it worked. It worked. People liked the vibe, and we had a good time. But that was my thing. Was it was in the middle of nowhere with football and school. Outside of that, it had I had to have something that can kind of consume my time. Mm-hmm. And going to a D2 school, I feel like a lot of student athletes are like, I want to go D1, I want to go D1. Do you feel like your experience at a D2 school limited limited you in any way? I think maybe athletically, the resources that we had available to us, like uh, nutritionists and like some of the gyms and some mm-hmm. of the facilities. But outside of that, I think it, it kind of gave you that chip on your shoulder, which I think translated to the real world perfectly because – you kind of go and it's like, oh, you're D2 and kind of people kind of give you that side eye. And it's like, yo, I did the two days too. We grinded. Mm-hmm. We did the same thing. We went through the grind with a little less resources. So in, in a sense, it's to some point we worked harder to get to the points that we got to, but we didn't get the recognition because it was D2. So I think having mm-hmm. that chip on my shoulder in my career, I've always felt like that. Um, and, it, and it's helped because a lot of times I work with people that went to went to a lot of bigger schools and it's like, you went to where? And it's like, oh, I went to St. Joseph. And now the school's closed. So now it's really like, oh my God. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was trying to, I was like looking up things or trying it to is, find a gift. Uh, I'm like, ah, you can't find one. It's fine. Yeah, you still yeah. rep it. You know, I still rep it every now and then, but hopefully <laughs> no. the school will bounce back. No. But 
throughout your experience, you got internships, you're working with NFL fi- Films, ESPN, ACC. But before that, you were working in sales? Or <laughs> Yes. my So I, I graduated with two degrees from college, mass communications and math. And my first job out of college was at Macy's. And they had me in the women's department. So it's like, it wasn't even in like the electronics where I'd be like, oh, I can learn a little something here. And it was tough. It was it was humbling. And it kind of really, like, it was, that was probably one of the most difficult parts of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kept shooting my shot and then eventually got offered an internship with NFL Films. And I watched you an essay, which dope interview. Essay kills it. She was there and she talked about how she went as an internship with minimum wage. I interned before her, and it, I signed on at like $130 a week. Uh, and I thought that was going to just be that, and they still took taxes out of it. So that first time was a little struggle, but I was just so grateful to kind of be out of Macy's. But I think that experience always kept me humble moving mm-hmm. forward. No, and I think a lot of student athletes, like if they're not starting right away, then you almost feel like a sense of failure because it's – you're always used to winning and exceeding in whatever you do. And so now job at Macy's, like you feel like you failed in a sense, but what did you learn about yourself and who you can become from your trials and tribulations? I think it, it, it kind of taught me like no matter what kind of gets thrown at you, that you can put a smile on your face and, and do the best you can. One thing that really stuck out to me was I was working at Macy's and like a lady nice, she wanted to, giving me a compliment to my manager. She's like, asking, and she's like, are you in school? I'm like, oh, you know, I just graduated with a degree in math and mass communications. And she's like, oh, you're here now. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, she didn't mean it in that way, but it just it yeah. kind of allowed me to, all right, there's going to be doubts and things like that. But the more I think you face those things, you're able to take rejection. Okay, cool. I applied for ESPN 30 times and eventually got it once. Um, and, and like you said, early on, once you're starting to get those pushbacks, you start to kind of doubt yourself a little bit. You know, you've worked hard. Dang, I'm still not a starter. And you feel like you put the work in. But I think it just kind of made me go harder. And, and like I said, having that D2 chip on your shoulder just kept having me push, push, push and try to get to where eventually I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I saw that you traveled to so many different places. After your internship, you went to Brazil. And, you know, playing football there didn't work out. The league was canceled. Is that what yeah. happened? So it, it was funny. Like, I was done playing football, and I did my internship. And somebody's like, hey, Cam, are you still interested in playing football? I'm like, nah, not at all. I'm kind of done. They're, like, down in Brazil. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm about that action. <laughs> so I worked with, like, my producer there, who was a former athlete at Mizzou. Uh, he played for the Chargers. He helped get me back in shape. And the thing was to get me down there to kind of help help out with their television stuff as well mm-hmm. as be a, a player's coach. And so the opportunity worked out. I got down there. That was my first time leaving the country outside of Canada, being from Detroit. That's right there. And we went down there, and they were trying to get the league going and just ran into some trials and tribulations. But for me, it was a dope experience. I got to be out the country, and I got to I actually got to work with some of their, I guess what we would call like minor league teams or semi-pro teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was fun. I made some bonds with people I'm still cool with on Facebook. And it was it was a dope experience, even though the league didn't pan out. But it was awesome to even be kind of a part of that process. And, and it helped me kind of get back in shape, which mm-hmm. I kind of need to get back there again now. <laughs> Quarantine time. 
No, no. Got to put the work in. Facts. No, but on your journey, you spoke about your resources and what got you from, you know, point A to point B. What was so important or how did you build your network? I think it was just kind of being me and being social. Um, my my first internship, I, it was kind of just me shooting and I got it. Um, and, and my producer there, Sean Coffee, like I, you know, we talk to this day. He's got a couple Emmys. I'm a little jealous of that, but he kind of helped get me in the door. And from there, once I kind of got in that door, it's making those connections. Once I was in that door, let's make some connections in this door. And then once being in that situation, that helped me open up doors in, in each avenue I got. Um, every job I've gotten from Big Ten to ACC Network to ESPN to the second time I went back to NFLs and, and to any – and even when I went down to Brazil, all that came off of kind of networking and just being good to people that was around you. Um, somebody that, that helped me get into ESPN the first time was somebody I never really worked directly with, but our interactions were so positive. When somebody reached out to him and asked about me, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah Cam's a stand-up guy. And that's not even somebody who I was putting on, on my reference list or anything like that. And it just really made me think that you never know who knows who in your industry and who you interact with. And if you have those positive interactions with people, you never know what doors can open. And it opened a lot of doors for me to get get, get me to where I'm at now. Facts. You never know who, like, everyone knows someone. You never know. Absolutely. But what advice would you give to student athletes with your experience and being going to Macy's, going to Brazil, coming back to NFL Network, all the internships, different jobs, moving different places? What advice would you give to student athletes who are thinking about starting the same career path as you? I think shoot your shot. Like, I think people always think of shoot your shots like dating and all that. But mm -hmm. you never know if you if you reach out to somebody and you see somebody doing something that you want to do. DM them, get on LinkedIn, find somebody that has a career and just ask, hey, I'm interested in, in what you do. Can you help me out? You may get some no's. You may get some nobody responding. Or you may get somebody that's like, hey, absolutely. One of my first mentors was somebody who whose DMs I slid in. He was a sports anchor for, for Channel 7 in Detroit. And I just said, hey, you know, I'm on a career path and I kind of want to do what you do. He said, no problem. Let's link up. We did lunch and we talked. And we never actually worked together, but he helped me early on and just being positive in that. And I think too many people are scared of that rejection. No, mm -hmm. you never know until you try. You apply for the job you didn't get. Apply again. Have somebody help you out with your resume. Have have one of your mentors, if you get a mentor, say, hey, what can I do better? If you got through the interview process, try to ask for feedback and see mm -hmm. what you can do. Um, you know, it, it's just like sports. You know, you're not always going to win. And sometimes you learn a lot more from your losses than you do your wins. And you just got to keep pushing. That's true. My coach always told me, like, you gain the most knowledge from your losses because that gives you experience. You only get experience from losing because if you're winning all the time, you're not learning anything. Absolutely. Like, it's like, I hate losing, but okay. <laughs> Ironically, too, earlier this year, like, I worked on volleyball for the first time this hey. year. And so I had a pit game, and I was still earlier in the season, and so I had watched you guys. When you play Pitt, I watched the game, and I saw they rode in the segment with the bowling, and I was like, yo, that's pretty dope that she's doing that, like, especially right now, early on, and then, ironically, here we are now. That's so game. crazy. The world is so small. So small. That's, and, that's how, and that's how you got to think about it, because mm. you just never know. Yeah. What has been the greatest advice you received? 
the greatest advice I got was just keep going. Like it's almost like that mamba mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you get your chance and, and get in the door, like it that, that's one thing. There's gonna be people that are gonna try and help you because they care about you. They be care they care because you look like them. Once you get in that door, don't disappoint and mm-hmm. and try to work your butt off. Like I never wanted to take days off because I didn't want somebody to get in my position and do it better than me. And that's something um like some of my big brothers that I call in this industry and some of the mentors have taught me. Hey, Cam, if you're going to get on that big assignment, go do it and try to do it at your best. And, and that's what I try to do. Try to get in there and kill it the best I can and yeah. treat it like it's a sport and try to get that win. Yeah. <laughs> that's another thing my coach always said is like, you guys have to be competitive in the classroom and your sport. You guys are student athletes. And we're like, athlete students. It's always funny how that balance worked out. But... Yeah. At the end of the day, we're always competing, no matter mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing. And, and it doesn't always have to be against an opponent or so. You can be uh, competing against your teammates to make each other better. Iron mm-hmm. sharp is iron. Yeah. What right now, during a time like this, a time no one expected, what does your job look like? So right now, it's a lot of self-growth. Like, this is almost kind of like the off-season for us where mm-hmm. we kind of – like, I would have been working on lacrosse, so we would have wanted – we would have finished up around Memorial Day weekend. But we had a couple Zoom meetings today where everybody's just trying to get better. Hey, what can we do in this time that we, we're not doing games? All right, let's look at some previous games. What could we have done better in this situation? What things do we think worked and didn't work? Um, mm-hmm. And so it's just self-growth. Like, I, I look at it as an, an off-season for us. And the key in the offseason is to get better, and that's what we keep trying to do. Um, and, and it's kind of fun, too, because you get, a, you get a second to kind of sit back, breathe, and be like, all right, let's see, where where can I do better? What can I learn from? And anybody who who may be who may been in this industry longer, it's a good time to reach out because they're not really doing nothing or, like, work-wise. Yeah. Um, and so you can get some good mentorship in here and get and learn a little bit. And by the end of the, your career, what is your goal? Is to produce your dream? the Super Bowl. Produce Ooh. the Super Bowl would be – that would be the number one goal. Uh, I think, unfortunately, like, I don't work with a lot of producers in my industry that, that look like me. I think I can count three black producers I've ever worked with, and I know of a fourth one who people speak very highly of, but I've never met them, and that's from – Big Ten Network from NFL Films and and all the way to ESPN. So um, I think to be able to try to put myself in that opportunity to be able to show somebody younger than me, like, oh, there's somebody that looks like me. I can Mm -hmm. do that. And in sports, the biggest event there is is the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Maybe the Olympics, but I'm a football guy. So I'm going to (laughs) say Super Bowl. And that's what would be the goal for me. Yes, speaking into existence. Trying, trying. We'll open it up for questions. Let's see. Kareem, signing the GM is not enough. How important is the follow-up? The follow-up is major because it's one thing to get in there and say, hey, can can you help me out with something? And then they're like, sure, what can I do for you? And then you're just non-existence because now that person, you never know what their schedule is. They took that time where it took two minutes to respond, but their openness and their willingness and they're ready to help you you have to be ready to go. That's like if you're asking a coach, like, hey, coach, I want to I work on my tackling. He's like, all right, you know, when you ready to practice? Well, I got all this stuff going on. Yeah. You kind of don't follow up. And then, you know, that just that makes you look bad. 
And so you definitely want to follow up on that. If you get it, if you follow up and don't get a response, what do you do next? You follow up again. And I mean, sometimes <laughs> it's going to happen just because people are living their lives too. Um, mm. And so I think that's why I say you got to shoot your shot. Like, uh, I think, I forgot who said it, but they're like, yo, I would rather go 0 for 20 than 0 for 5 because if I went 0 for 5, that means I stopped and gave up. Or if I went 0 for 20, I just kept shooting. Um, because, you know, eventually it's going to go in and you're going to get somebody that, that really helps you and that, that's meant for you. Um, but if you give up too soon, then, you know, you might wind up working at a job that you don't want to be at for a long yeah. time. And that's not good for the mental health. You might be working out at Macy's forever. I know, man. Which <laughs> Macy's isn't bad if anybody works at Macy's. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. If, but. You know. <laughs> But if that's not your career path and what you've been working at, then you don't want to do that. Let's see. With where you are in your career, what is your goal in the next three years, five years? So for the next three years, I think I want to, this year, I, I got the ability to learn some different sports that I had never worked on and never really watched. So volleyball was one. Hey. Soccer was <laughs> one. Volleyball is so fun. It is fast. Though. Thank it you. It is very fast. It is fast. It is, it is especially from my standpoint and what I do with the graphics, it's like, oh, I got to, oh, she served her. Oh, it was like, wow. Yeah. Um, especially when you see some of like the really good teams play, it is really, but it was dope. It was fun. I talked to one of my good friends, Mary, who played at Indiana. She Super just helpful. commented. Oh, I love Mary, like the long way. But so I would ask Mary some stuff, but um, in the next three years, I think I just kind of want to up the events I worked on. If I was working on regular season games this year, like, hey, I want to be a part of the volleyball national championship or I want to work on the soccer national championships and really leave my impact on the production side of those sports that I've had the opportunity to work on. Well, and we'll ask Mary's question. How do you stay motivated in producing a sport you don't like slash know a lot about? I think what helps me is, like, I, I'm eager to learn. I, I've always said this, like, no matter what the sport, other than maybe golf, I can watch any sport live. Um, and so I think the more I get into it and the more I learn, the more I'm intrigued about the sport. I did women's basketball this year, and, I like, I, I loved it. I was yeah. so disappointed that the tournament didn't happen because working in the ACC, I know all of these girls. I'm like, yo, they, they've been balling. I want to see what they do up against some of these schools where, like, they may be higher ranked. Um, but I think live sports, and, and that's why I like what I do. Uh, it's just because it's fun to me. It gives that game high when I'm not playing, but, like, I'm in a zone, and, and you never know when the game's going to go, and that's why we watch mm -hmm. it. So I think that's what keeps me motivated, and there's not really a sport that I've worked that I don't – that I could say I don't like. Um, you're always going to get some games that may be a little bit boring, uh, but in that sense, like, I know what that game means to those people playing. Mm -hmm. As a D2 person, people, you know, oh, that's just a D2 game. But for those 53 people on both sides, like, that means so much to them. Yeah. And so I try to take that into the production standpoint is I know what it means to that athlete as well because I was in that in that spot. It's a great way to look at it. Because yeah. I remember I had to work lacrosse and I had no idea what was going on. Like, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Once you get lacrosse, like, I always look at it like in a mix between, like, basketball it's, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so many sport. different sports yeah, in one. It's fun. Yeah, it's too. Let's see, how, how difficult was the prep for the ESPN and big interviews? So ESPN and Big Ten interviews. So I, I am a very resourceful guy. So 
I like I had a friend that worked at ESPN before me. I reached out to him, like, yo, hey, what are they gonna talk to me about? Like, what questions are they gonna ask? I use Glassdoor, which is awesome to like see what salaries are. They kind of get interview questions. Um, the first ESPN one was super tough though, just because this was at, and I don't know if they still do this, but they they literally like rip off like twenty athletes. What does this person do? What sport are they in? And it was like, whoa, whoa, because they were, and I got hired or I got I interviewed around like June. So it was like some sports I didn't really know. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm just going like, I'm on the ESPN website. Who are they talking about? <laughs> oh, tennis players. Like, so that was tough. But um, the other hard part about it was both my interviews were video interviews. Well, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm more of an in-person catch the vibe. Yeah. So I think that, that aspect of it was tough. And then trying to decide like, do I put on pants? Or do I not put on pants? Do I just go to Blazer? But um, they worked out well. But at the same time, I had I had people that kind of referred me and, and they kind of looked out. So I think I kind of went in there like a step ahead. And as long as I didn't blow it, it was cool. But they were about mm-hmm. sports. So it was fun. And I'm passionate about it. So it made it that made it somewhat easier. Yeah. We've reached our time. But if you could say one thing that you want – student athletes to remember from you from this conversation what would it be enjoy the present enjoy that time because there's no time uh like when you play sports but take that thrill and take that same competitive attitude that you did and use that in the real world you'll be just as successful thank you thanks so much for joining good luck with everything you will work the super bowl one day (laughs) hopefully i'll be like sidelined (laughs) <laughs> absolutely you'll be there and we'll be like man think back to that time yeah thank you so much no problem have a good one you too all right guys that was another great episode if it's gonna be posted if you just tuned in and you missed it it'll be posted right away if you're not into watching it on ig live it'll be on youtube and then you can follow along for twitter highlights linkedin Facebook. I've named them all. Follow us on all of them. We want to thank our partners, though, with Mobot, First Homer Water Bottle. You can get your own on Mobot, their website, and use promo code What's Next and get 25% off. Also, if you're into shopping on Amazon, which I feel like a lot of people are, and if you're not, then get on it. Use smile.amazon.com and choose the we, the we, nope, sorry, the winning edge, my bad, the winning edge as your charity to donate to. And we're going to be on in like 10 minutes, so stick around and look forward to another great interview.